Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this episode of the C3 Church Podcast. You're about to listen into a message from one of our gatherings. To find out more about our community, where we gather both in person and online, and how to get involved, head to cfreechurch.ca. Now, let's listen into a message from a recent service. So as Pastor Kim said, I, um, I've been a part of C3 Church for a really long time, even prior to it being C3 Church. Um, I grew up in Revelstoke, and Pastor Kim and Pastor Dave have been my pastors since I was about 12 years old. So, like she said, a long time, and maybe I am a little older. And I, uh, my name is Elisa, like I was introduced. I am uh, on a, I'm on a various teams here. I lead C3 Kids at this location, and I'm on a and I'm being motioned. Please, thank you, worship team. You may sit down. <laughs> I, I saw the message, too. Thank you so much. They were excellent, weren't they? That was a great, great entering in and worship this morning. I hope you were engaged as I was. Um, like I said, I'm also on a team here of preaching. I get to be, a, what a privilege and an honor uh, to share with you the word of God. Um, and uh, like we, uh, like Robbie had mentioned, we're in a series of, oh, I think he actually mentioned that early today, but we're in a series of Christian essentials for November, and we're walking before we run. And we're working through four different topics. It's prayer and Bible reading and fellowship and fasting. And I'm going to be talking to you about fasting. But first, uh, why don't we just... Um, pray this morning. Lord, we just come to you with our offering of thanksgiving and praise. Our desire is to know you better, God, to adopt and cultivate, to live out your characteristics as our own God. We want to grow those within our lives. And through that, we want to give you all the glory, God. I just pray that your Holy Spirit come this morning, that you open all the ears, God, that you open all the eyes to hear, that our spiritual, uh, our spirits are open to you, God, this morning, and our hearts will be filled with your spirit. Let every word that has spoken out of my mouth only be your words, God. Let every other word fall to the ground. Yes. In your name we pray. So like I said, today I'm speaking about fasting. Yeah. You're so excited. And um, there was a funny little, uh, there was a requirement about uh, being able to speak about this was that I do the fasting course. And so I've actually had to go ahead and, uh, and do it all prior to this. And because I wasn't able to be there for the first two. And even though I've done it all, I will be there tonight. Yay. You're, yay. So fasting, quite simply, is abstaining from all or some kinds of foods or drinks, and sometimes those are other things in our lives, um, like social media or TV or just other things of the world that just seem to distract us and steal our time. Um, it's often observed as uh, a religious practice. There's many types of fasts, many reasons to fast. There's religious holy days. There's Lent, 
we hear about these things. There's 40 days of something. Why would you do that? I've done it. I'm still standing here. Um, there's many other reasons. We do it for guidance, for protection, for direction, for healing, for repentance. But all forms of fasting is an offering. So we're going to offer ourselves, and that's with our bodies. But we find that today in our modern-day church, especially Western, because the Eastern Orthodox Church has a much different view than our view, and a little-known fact, they fast anywhere from 180 to 200 days out of the year. Yeah, I'm not that holy. <laughs> but I... I, I fasted this past week to kind of prepare for this. And ironically, prior to all of this, I knew that I, was, I would be fasting. I had just come out of a two-week cleanse. My husband and I cleanse for about the last 17 years. We do this seasonally about four times a year. And I know Pastor Kim thinks it's awful. I wonder what her opinion of fasting is. <laughs> it's all temporary. So we've developed a culture of this in our own lives, our own physical health. It started with a, a health condition that my husband had at the time, about 17 years ago, and we, it was recommended to us to support him through cleansing. And because of that, because of what we do, he didn't lose his gallbladder. He still has it to this day and doesn't have one issue whatsoever. So it was a promising plus fulfilled um, practice that we have done that has sustained and he, and he healed from it. Well, this is also through fasting as a spiritual health, as part of our spiritual health regime. But it happens to be one of the most neglected practices in the modern day church. But if we go back to the title of our, of our November series, Christian essentials, like prayer, like Bible reading, fasting is essential. And not, not just essential, but a powerful practice of Jesus. There is power in fasting. And I'm sure, like myself and like many of you, I am assuming you've probably prayed more than once. Picked up your Bible, read some verses, doing some kind of devotional more than once. You're all here this morning. We're in fellowship together. But have you fasted? But asking yourself to fast or not to fast is not really the question. The question to ask yourself is, am I a follower of Jesus? Let's think about that just for a second. Am I a follower of Jesus? So I've titled my sermon this morning, Think Fast. So by using this powerful instrument, we will find that we'll have the ability to propel us forward along a path from just becoming a follower of Jesus to moving into becoming an apprentice of Jesus to our ultimate goal of being his disciple. And by cultivating a heart of self-denial through a practice of fasting, we will fulfill the call of being a follower of Christ.
I just want to go to Matthew 16, 24, 26. Come up here on the screen. Then Jesus said to his disciples, he's been back in Galilee for a little bit. He's been doing a lot of his ministry there. He's already done his big sermon on the mount. He's made every Pharisee religious leader of the time super angry. They've accused him of performing miracles by the power of Satan even. And then go ahead and say they want to test him, do more miracles. Now he's talking to his disciples kind of in a response to that. If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what you do, and what, oh sorry, let me start with that. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your own soul? This is a direct teaching an instruction of how we have to lay down ourselves, we die to ourselves, and live a life of self-denial to follow him. And before this, when he was talking on the Sermon on the Mount, he's been giving all these instructions and teaching and preparing. He's not giving a command or a law. So fasting isn't a command or a law, like praying. It's an instruction. It's there to prepare you to live a life as a follower of Jesus. So let's go quickly, though, to Matthew 6, 16 to 18. This is from the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, And when you fast, don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled, so people will admire them for their fasting. And I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father, who knows what you do in private, and your father, who sees everything, will reward you. I felt really directed this time um, as I was preaching. So I, I did a fast this week, and I did this sort of Eastern Orthodox one of they traditionally fast every Wednesday, every Friday, um, from sunup to sundown, and it's only water. Water and I have become friends. But, um, and pro tip, if you want to start fasting, do it in the winter, because sun up and sun down, that's a little bit closer <laughs> together, don't you think? Okay, I didn't really cheat. I did about 20 hours, okay? But, but there wasn't anybody that would have known that I was fasting outside of the, my own family at home. I went to work, I sat in the lunchroom with everybody else, and I didn't bring any attention to the fact that I wasn't eating, and whatever it was, I just continued on. But I also felt very directed this time not to tell anybody that often I will invite my family or some friends of, you know, hey, I'm preaching, you want to come out, whatever, you know, in support. But I was directed not to do that this time. In fact, my mom is in Hawaii right now, and she didn't know until this morning that I said, I have to, I'm in the middle of preparing, I'm preaching this morning. Oh, praying for you, hon. That sort of thing. So, but the key word in this, it's not, you know, he's also said when you pray, when you give to the needy, and when you fast, it's not if. So it's a clear expectation 
that Jesus has for his disciples and for anyone that follows him, that this will be in a practice that you adopt. So if your answer to my first question was, am I a follower of Jesus, was yes, well, you really already have your reason. It's a clear expectation. So now, of course, we want to walk before we run. We don't want to move too fast. We want to think fast so that we are moved too fast. Was that all right? It sounded really good when I... <laughs> so I'm going to go to my first point. I have these, these three points we're going to walk through from follower to apprentice to disciple. And we've got a screen up here, created this little acronym of think fast. Here we have follow, appetite, sacrifice, and together. So when we start, if this is your first fast, or you're just thinking about it, or you know, you've done it once, you're like, ah, it's been a while. Why am I doing it to begin with? Well, I'm following, and if I'm a follower of Christ, I'm following by my faith. If I'm not following by faith, it's impossible to please God, it says in Hebrews. And faith, we know, is an action word. We're not just sitting back passively. We are engaging actively into uh, our relationship with God. It's easy these days. You just click follow. You sit back. You are following these personalities online. And really, we're just watching out of entertainment. That's not what Jesus has called us. That's not what he wants from us. He wants more of you. And by developing next an appetite, we will want more of him. Oh, wow. Hi, someone from work is calling me. That's really neat. <laughs> so develop an appetite. If, if you don't have a hunger for something, you're not going to eat from something. You're not going to want more of it. That's what hunger means, is just wanting more of whatever it is that you just had, a desire for. So we're going to strengthen that or awaken it in the first place, and we're going to develop that hunger. And the way that you do that is by spending time with him. So we're going to pray as we fast. We're going to read our Bibles as we fast. We're going to carve out that time that we were doing, whether or not it was eating or our time on social media, whatever it is that you're fasting from. Because there is a fast for everyone, but here's a little disclaimer. Not everyone physically may be able to fast. We don't want to put you and your health in jeopardy. There are medical reasons why some people can't fast. So we, we definitely want you to be on the advice of you know, your doctor and, and your church leaders. So there's many things you can fast from. So whatever it is that you're doing, you are carving out time to spend. And this will develop your hunger for the word of God, for time with God, for the presence of God. And then we're going to move into together. This is really practical because we are a body of Christ. We are his church, so we do life together. And in this church, it's one of our core values is together. 
So we have a course right now that we are offering across all of our locations, but as one church, so we're doing it together. We will be having a fasting, a week of prayer and fasting at the beginning of January, and we are doing that across all of our locations as one church together. And I don't know if you've started going to the gym alone, or I'm going to, how many of you have continued on that path by doing it alone. But doing it together creates accountability and a sense of, of um, well, you're joining in on something. You're a part of something. So it's just a really practical way of, of starting and seeing success is being together. So now we've activated our following of Jesus. You've survived your first fast. I'm still standing. And we are with Jesus. So we follow through faith and we develop an appetite for more of Jesus. We have offered ourselves and sacrificed. Did I totally miss sacrifice? <laughs> okay, back up. Rewind. First, sacrifice. I totally hopped it. Okay, Romans 12.1. Let's go to Romans 12.1. Are you able to put that? Perfect. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. We are offering ourselves physically, our bodies to God as an offering. This is a form of worship. We entered into worship this morning. Do you remember how that felt, that connection? To be in the presence of Jesus. So congratulations. You've all been promoted. We've gone from the beginning step of, of just being a follower. We're not passive. We've activated it. And now we're working on apprenticeship, which means we're working. We're working like Jesus. And like Jesus, he fasted. He chose to fast for 40 days and 40 nights in a desert before he even went in and started his ministry. So this is a great tool. Like if Jesus did it and he needed to go and fast and spend that time with his father and get that download and strengthen his spiritual muscles and need, he needed guidance and whatever it was that he was gleaning from the Lord at that time by spending time that's what I need, too, because now I'm his apprentice, and I'm going to work like Jesus. And even though he was tempted, because that will come, there was a great nugget in there, because he battled this Satan at every time with the word of God. He said scripture to him at the word but with the word of God, every time Satan tempted him. And it wasn't by bread alone, but by every word from the mouth of God. So this, that's going to strengthen you. Read your Bible. It will save you in times of temptation. So this time when we think fast, and when we fast, we... 
find, we have an altar, and we sanctify, a step I won't miss, I promise, and tuned in. So finding means that God begins to reveal in our hearts to ourselves the things that are keeping us full and from fulfilling being a follower of Christ. We're starting to recognize the things that are inside us that are keeping us from our full potential of being a follower of Christ. What are those things that are keeping you full? Well, we stuff our souls so much with the distractions of this world. We busy ourselves. We overload our calendars. We keep our sin tucked away. We don't want to offer it all up quite yet. Is it trauma? Is it grief? But these things are shown to us by the grace and his mercy and in love. And with this revelation, we're able to lay them on an altar at the feet of Jesus. And we burn these things away. And through repentance, our act of repentance of our sins, by bringing these things that need God's attention to the altar, the areas that were hurt and raw and open and keeping us full and from fulfillment are healed and forgiven. In the story of Jonah, he finally makes it to Nineveh. Don't worry, Jonah was a little full of things too. But he he finally makes it there and he tells his message to the king. And the king instantly says, we need to repent. He hears that God is going to destroy his whole city, everyone that's in it, all, everyone's gone in 40 days if they don't repent. And instantly, he calls for a decree that everyone in that city will repent, pray, and fast. Every animal, every baby, they will do this. And God sees this. And they are able to sway his judgment through their, rep- their repentance. That's powerful. Because the heart of God is love. The heart of God is mercy and grace. And they were able to sway his judgment. And through this act, we now experience sanctification in our lives. And in Matthew 5, 8, we see what purity does for us. Do we have that, Matthew 5, 8? You don't. I don't have it. Either. You do have it. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. And if we went back and we tasted and we see that God is good, that's in in Psalms. We taste and we see that God is good. And now we have, that was during our, we built our appetite. Now, through the purity and our sanctification, we also see God. We are getting closer. We're burning away distance between ourselves and God. 
the distance of our sin and the things of the world, we are, we are developing more understanding. Our relationship is getting stronger. And we've developed our skills, our muscles, our spiritual muscles. We're able to hear God, and he's able to hear us. Our prayers are amplified. He, we, we have like this direct access to this, the Holy Spirit's power. We have a, an understanding that it's not our, by our willpower. Our willpower is not enough. I wouldn't be able to do and go through any of this and, and get through temptation without leaning into the Holy Spirit and have, having his strength and his power. So my power is not enough. And so now that I'm tuned in to the Holy Spirit... I'm hearing the voice of God. He's hearing me, and we're really developing this relationship. My decision-making, which is my will, now becomes something more like discernment, which is God's will. And I develop things like self-control and self-discipline through the cultivation. Thank you. Of self, yes, that's right. We're doing it together. Thank you, Scott. Through self-denial, by living a life of self-denial, by picking up my cross, laying down my own life, I now want more of Jesus and less of me. That step of thinking fast might have felt a little bit more like long suffering. (laughs) That fast might feel harder, but just like... If you're in the gym and you're working out, you're now at a stage where you're able to lift more, carry more, run further, work out longer, and your recovery seems less. So I sin less. My desires are to sin less. I experience less shame. My relationship is closer. So in my spiritual health, my spiritual regime, I can fast longer, I can pray harder, and I can give up more of my time emptying myself for more of Jesus. So, I've also experienced now, oh, it doesn't want to move, there we go. The benefits. I look in the mirror and what's revealed to me through his eyes, I'm starting to recognize myself, how he sees me. I've given up the things that are holding me back. And he keeps revealing to me things that are keeping me from him. And I'm starting to see how he sees me. I'm loved. I'm whole. I've got peace. I'm healed. He's providing for me. And we do this through the form of repentance. He reveals himself. He reveals what we need to do. We repent. He forgives. I'm purified. And now I'm listening because I'm tuned in to the spirit. Are you feeling a little more moved to fast? Did you 
Remember I said something about reward? In Matthew 6, 18, you don't have to go there. It's just the end of that verse. And your father who sees everything will reward you. So are you a follower of Jesus? Are you ready to live as he did? In the beginning, we were with him, and then we work like him, and now we live as he did. So your reward is Jesus. Your reward is getting to be his disciple. But we see those benefits through the fulfillment. So now when we think fast, we have fulfillment, alignment, serve, transformation, and testify. We fulfilled the call that he had to his disciples of following, of following him. We have emptied ourselves from being full of the world and continue to do so. And we are fulfilling his call on our lives. And we experience his blessings, his promises, his rewards to us. He provides for us. He gives us abundance. Have you experienced a promotion? Have you experienced success in your career? Are you healed from an ailment? Has he protected you? Has he given you guidance or direction? How about breakthrough? And this is happening because we have now discovered alignment by practicing fasting and cultivating this, this heart of self-denial. We have directly given ourselves access that was always ours, that he always freely gave to us. But we choose to do it. And now, because it, it's always been our soul's goal to be in union with God. He wants it. And now we've developed an appetite for it. We want it. And we are hungry. And it's not just with God, but it's with the Trinity. We know him as three, God, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we will hear him, and we will be heard. And to be a disciple is a life of serving. I don't know how that sounds to you, but this is what I do. I serve in my church, and I hope I'm serving the Lord outside of this church. And by continuing to serve others, I find that it's a form of expressing our faith in and to God. I just received an email from my friend who I stayed with on the island just last week, and her and her husband, and she, in fact, was my drama teacher in high school. And we've continued this relationship. And she is not a Christian. And she sent me an email last night, and I read it. And she spoke about how proud she was of the woman I've become, but she could see that through my faith. She mentioned faith specifically and how I'm living my life. This is evident to the world. 
That's through my own transformation. Thank you, Jesus. And we are transformed into who God says we are through the ability to recognize who Jesus is. Like Peter, when he asked him, who do you say I am? And he said, you're the son of the living God. So we want to see things through God's eyes, not our eyes. It's not our perspective. It's his. And now we're ready. He prepared his disciples. You're going through this. You're, you're doing an essential practice of being a Christian. We're praying. We're fasting. We're reading our Bibles, and we're in fellowship with each other. And now we're ready to go out and to testify to the greatness of God, what he's, how he's transformed your life. Do you want to keep that to yourself? This is a gift. This is our call. This was the Great Commission. In Matthew 28, he says to make disciples of and baptize all the nations in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'll get to my knees. So then you ask, well, can that all happen from a fast? The question is, am I a follower of Jesus? And if your answer is yes, then you've answered your own question. So when and not if we think fast, we can understand and see a clear path from going from follower to a well-practiced apprentice to serving as a disciple of Jesus. And I'd love to encourage you all this morning just to start. And the best way to do that is together. So like Pastor Kim said, we have this this evening, we have the, the course on this evening. I will see you there. Six o'clock, is that what you said? Okay. And uh, you know what? If you need a partner in your fast one day, just give me a call and I'll be your wingman. <laughs> so I'll just close in prayer. Thank you, God, that you have given us instructions, God, of how to be a follower of you. That these are your expectations of us, God, and through our many failures, God, you will continue to walk with us, God. That we, It's okay to fail. It's okay to throw ourselves at our feet. We will continuously repent of our of ourselves, and we will continue to lay down ourselves and die to ourselves and pick up our crosses, God, here this morning. We will follow you, and we will do what it takes, God, to follow you, to serve you, and to bring the news of you, God, because fasting is only temporary, God, but feasting is eternal. And the feast is coming, and we want to be ready, and we want to reap the harvest for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks for tuning in today. Each week, we gather in cities across our region and online to explore the truth of freedom available to all in the message of Jesus Christ. To find a gathering near you or to find out more, head to c3church.ca.